You, 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 you are now listening to the Wiseman Wrestling Podcast. Polo to the float up. You already know though. It's Adamville for real. You see a hoe, just take a photo. I'm repping that some photo with a fofo on your bro. Cause that Jodo thought that he could rob a player for some dodo. Oh no, oh no. Also Allen Temple. Also England Mountain. And we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Wiseman Wrestling Podcast. Today, or at least temporarily, just J-Rod and Sean. Ray's on the road. He'll be in in just a moment. Um, but we got a lot to get into, so we're just going to jump right in. Um, congratulations to NXT. Um, who had? Go ahead. NXT put on their first uh, all-women's house show in Jacksonville, Florida, on this past Thursday. Um. And it turned out to be a great show as well. So congratulations to them. Another milestone, another first for the women in the wrestling industry. Indeed. And it looked like one heck of a show, too. Got to see all the highlights on Twitter and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing, seeing Rhea Ripley do, like, a little, like, nasty-like combo with, uh, I think, Marina Shafir in the ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, I'm going to speak for Ray. In this in this scenario, and I'm I'm gonna give him the points. NXT held a uh, show in Jacksonville, which is the home of the Jaguars, which is the home of the Cons. Mm-hmm. And in and in my mind, which is fine, intentionally ran an all women's show just to show that their division is stronger than AEW. <laughs> So Ray is speaking through me at the moment, telling me that AEW's women's division sucks. I have no answers for it. I'm not going to even challenge it. It is what it is. (laughs) But but I don't believe anything is done when it comes to NXT or AEW accidentally, nor do I think this all-women show was an accident in Jacksonville. Oh, no, they definitely had. They definitely had to plan this, <laughs> and we know that the the, the pettiness flows through the WWE. It flows through Triple H, mm-hmm. who was very aware of the market out there. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is definitely this is definitely a shot. This is definitely a slap. And even if it wasn't, if it just so happens to not been that, AEW should definitely take it as a shot. Yep, they should. They should. They should. But it's good to see. That they're putting on um, good shows on the road and not mm-hmm. just saving them for TV. Yeah, definitely. Um, I like what NXT does on the road because unlike WWE, who kind of uses their house shows to kind of flash their draws and you know, kind of do dress rehearsals for their programs, NXT uses their, their road shows to highlight people who aren't on TV, which I appreciate. Yeah, definitely. Anybody who, everybody who I've talked to who actually had a chance to be at an NXT house show says that it's pretty fun. 
It's true that. Um, moving on to some other fun shows on the road. Yes. Um, House of Glory had a nice sh- show last night. Um, I'm not too familiar with it myself. I'm sure you got some you got some updates for us, man. Um, yeah, if you guys were in, in the Queens area in New York and you went to the show, um, you were very happy. I know you were very happy because not only were you happy to see the return of the Amazing Red. I did see a clip that was absolutely sick, but keep going. I managed yes. to fly off the top rope. That was sick. Yes, yeah, that was that was nasty. And the fact that Red is not a young guy either doing that. No. <laughs> Um, but this is Red's kind of first show after he kind of made the, the commitment to no you know, be an HOG guy. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, he has some other things to do right about now. He definitely dropped some commitments here, and this would be probably credited to uh, um, uh, Matt Travis, who passed away about a month ago. Right. Um, him making this recommitment to to House of Glory, and so far, so far, so good. You know, he's a trainer back there as well. Mm-hmm. He's a guy to look up to. He's a locker room leader, and now he's out there performing and doing probably some of the best work that he's been doing. I think he's been killing it all year, to be honest with you. Correct. Oh, I, I agree as well. Um, he's going, if I'm correct, he's going to be at that Warrior Wrestling event next weekend. Yep. Um, he, down here around, in the Chicago area. I'm not going to say Chicago. But, um, yeah, he's definitely doing some things. And I saw some comments on Twitter about why isn't he saying to a major, you know, a major, you know, promotion. And, you know, we'll kind of put a pin in that um, to a topic we're going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I definitely want to get into that as well. Kind of bring that all together. Because I think there's something people need to understand um, that's going on in the industry that, you know, that I don't think they realize right now. But um, okay. I do want to move on to the Evolve events. Hold on, let me, let, me, let, me oh, couple, let me just mention a couple other things about House yep. of Glory. Um, you were also lucky enough to see the Lucha Brothers uh, defend the, uh, the HOG Tag Team Championships because they're still Tag Team Champions there against um, House um, uh, Private Party mm. in the main event. Okay. You might consider yourself a little lucky because Ric Flair was there for a meet and greet, but you probably consider yourself also very lucky because Charlie Caruso was also there for a meet and greet. Hey. <laughs> so, um, so kudos to, um, to House of Glory. That was that that was a nice show to end up to round out the year for them. Yes. Um, let's move on to Evolve. Evolve, and I got to touch on something for Evolve before we get into Evolve. Uh huh. I'm going to need some action taken from our wrestling fans here in Chicago. Mm. Um, an unfortunate trend has begun to start around the Logan Square Auditorium, which is where uh, Freelance is home, AAW is home, and also where the Vol show last night was held. I'm gonna need y'all to stay out of people's cars. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, it was reported that uh, someone broke into Walters, the uh, NXT UK champion, broke into his rental car, took his a portion of his gear, his passport, and the 
NXT UK belt. He is not the only person who's reporting their cards being broken into. In fact, this has actually, as I stated, been a trend over the last several weeks of people who, um, wrestlers who have parked at a certain section behind the Logan Square Auditorium and had their cars broken into. This is a quick way for us to lose something that we hold dear. Yes. So, you know, I don't know what we need to do. You know, and I'm not, I'm, this is not a situation where we're like, well, we need more police presence. No, this is when we need the wrestling community to step up. If we know where these, these cars are parked, we need to make sure that we're being vigilant and visual you know, representation of we won't stand for this shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is pathetic. This is cheap. I, I got some other words, but, you know, it, it's, it, the time won't let us. Uh, just quit the shit. I, I, you know, it's hard for us to keep wrestling in within Chicago city limits. In mm-hmm. fact, if I'm correct, Logan Square Auditorium is practically the only place at this point where we have wrestling on a regular basis and a big stage. It, let's, let's not ruin it over some dumb, you know, you trying to get some memorabilia or something to that effect. That It's just not worth it. It really isn't. Um, but, you know, with that being said, you know, the show was amazing. Walter wrestled barefoot. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And that's, so this is the reason why. Yes. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize that, that he didn't have, he didn't have his boots. Well. Yeah, he didn't have his boots. He didn't have like half of his gear. All of it was gone. Basically, a bag was taken that the report came out that contained most of the stuff in. So it's unfortunate. You know, I, I applaud Walter for still being a professional, you know, and taking care of his business because that's a big match, not only for him but evolve and josh briggs who just became the evolved champion his first i would say um high profile match yeah um since winning the belt i mean i'm sure he's had you know defenses within the belt he wrestled with jd drake who unfortunately you know i want to a shout out to him and some prayers he uh blew out his knee um over during the first show of this weekend, I'm not sure where that was exactly. I just know he wrestled Josh Briggs and then his knee is just all messed up. So, um, shouts out to him. But otherwise, the show was just, you know, it's an evolved show. It's kind of on the same level of an NXT show. Some great action. Um, Shotzi made her last appearance. Uh, a wrestling match as an evolve. So, it was a great show. Mm-hmm. And that was just right after making her first appearance in NXT <laughs> days before. True, true. <laughs> I, I, I find it curious that they, and I, I guess that means they're, you know, letting her keep her gimmick pretty much intact, which is great. Yes. I just found it curious that she got her debut before Scarlett Bordeaux got hers, which, you know, it kind of makes me feel like they got something big planned for Scarlett, so... Hopefully that'll be showing up soon. Yeah, I think I, I would too. I've seen I, you. If I vaguely remember the rollout they have for her at Impact, I'm pretty sure that now the NXT has her, they want to kind of outdo that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and uh, she's a big deal. Mm-hmm. 
Let's just keep it real. She's a big deal. She might not be the best in ring performer, but she's right. already got a following. You know Correct. what I mean? She's and already she's gonna, got. Yeah, and you're exactly correct. She's going to bring something very different from what NXT is showing right now. NXT is not. NXT is being very um, about the sport of women's wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. And she kind of brings out, I'll just say, a more theatric um, feel. She's more sports entertainer, should I say, um, yes. in comparison. Um, so that'll be very interesting to see how she, they bring her on um, as to that dynamic. She could be a very dangerous valet. I hope that's not what they limit her to, though. But that I understand that you're, you're damn right about that. Right. You know, you know that, that, that would be very interesting. I mean, the, the bar is kind of very low right now. Yeah. So that can definitely be her end. I'm just, I'm, you know, saying so from there she can go wherever. But you know, like you know. starting out, like I don't think we had something like that since probably like Melina. Right. Like if I'm, if I'm, you know, one of those bully Ray moments. If I'm holding the pen, I'm having her debut as Rosess Ballet. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's one of those like instant impact pop type moments, you know. But you know. I'm sure, you know, in NXT, I trust she's in good hands and, you know, her debut will be all set. Um, Congratulations to Juice and uh, Fit Fit Finley. Little Fit Finley. Yep. Went in the NJ, the New Japan tag tourney. Mm -hmm. Which makes them in the WWE sense, the best tag scene in the world. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah these trophies probably hold a little bit more weight <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know you know if you listen to a tamatanga promo over the last few weeks man he's he's done his best to shit on it but mm-hmm. you know i yeah um it, it is a big deal um especially from how juice robinson's year started um started as u.s champ started as uh, what seemed to be a key component in a relationship of uh, Rena Honor and New Japan. And then, you know, things kind of, you know, went crazy for him for a while after that relationship dissolved. And then John Moxley came around. <laughs> right, right. But it's good to say, see him find some, um, some direction again. And definitely with Fit Finley, um, Fit Finley's son, David, as well, because that's, you know, he's someone who has been, you know, up and coming for quite some time. And if they can make something happen, especially in that tag team division that doesn't have a strong, you know, gringo, as they would like to say, presence or Jajin, am I saying that right? Daijin. Daijin um, presence um, that would make things very interesting uh, from a U.S. perspective, especially considering how long the G.O.D. have held those belts. Yes. Um, so that should make for an interesting matchup at Wrestle Kingdom, which has started to take shape. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just pretty, a quick, pretty nicely, quick yeah. yeah, just a quick run of some of the, you know, officially announced matches for that. Um, Moxley versus Lance Archer, death match for the U.S. belt for New Japan. That's going to be insane. That's going to be fun. Um, Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho. Because you don't need a reason for that match. No, <laughs> no, you don't need a reason. 
Um, and of course, the I would say the main event at this point, you know, Kota Ibushi versus Okada. Again, it's good that, that there's a belt involved, but you don't need a, ma- a reason for that match either. But nope. that's going to be insane. So those are just a few matches that have been confirmed uh, for Wrestle Kingdom, which is the first weekend um, in January. Two nights these days, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't really told us which is going to be on which night, so we'll kind of, you know, update everybody how's that, you know, oh, comes they're, along. They're totally going to riot fest us. They're going to riot fest us? Um, yeah, we're not going to find those lineups up until the very last day. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're just going to be up all night long. For two, two days straight. Two yep. nights straight. Yeah, yeah. all right. That, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. <laughs> and don't they have the New Year's Dash, like, right after it, like the day after? Right after. All right, so, you know, get your cups of coffee together. Get your vibrant. If you don't know what that is, um, ask someone who grew up in the 90s. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you can have whatever you need to get through that weekend. Um, But kind of moving forward, um, Dio Madden's back in in the news um, because no one's seen him since uh, Brock Lesnar demolished him (laughs) in Mm -hmm. his defense of Jerry the King Lawler, which I find interesting that Dio Madden is selling Brock Lesnar harder than anybody has in the past Ever. three years. <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, but you want to go into why he's not going to be back at Raw for a while? He, he wants to wrestle. What? <laughs> what? Can you believe it? Some what? of these guys in the WWE still want to wrestle. You mean there's a six seven black man who wants to wrestle? Yeah. Right. Young and shape. Right. Doesn't want to what? sit down and just talk all day. What? Hi, so, gentlemen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Look who's sneaking <laughs> in the door. Yeah, you guys left the back door open. It's chilly. You see that draft? <laughs> <laughs> well, it is episode 69, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, here we are. <laughs> Flip it and reverse it, baby. <laughs> But uh, I, I, yeah. I, I just I was just listening to you uh, talk about Dio Madden in the six foot seven frame that wants to wrestle. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, you know, yeah. it, it's interesting. That's going to set up for a, a fantastic squash match at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> I hey, I don't know, man. I mean, we'll we'll get into that in a minute. I mean, that's that's a deeper conversation. But I mean, Dio. <laughs> Wanting to wrestle, right. I you know I I wish him the I, best I of luck. Him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I wish him the best of luck. It's good that the WWE is going to give him time to do show, and hey, it gives us more Samoa Joe time on the mic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he heals and, up, and for Samoa those bars, <laughs> right. and for some Samoa Joe fans who are out there, no, he is not getting the Taz treatment. He is not getting pushed into commentaries, you know, on a permanent basis. WWE. Definitely loves what he does in the rain, so they're not gonna, you know, they're just basically maximizing their their product right now when it comes to be, Joe. Be worried, He's hot yeah. on the mic, you know. Be worried. I mean, they, did <laughs> they did it to Punk when Punk was <laughs> injured for a while. He sat on the commentator table for a while. It's not something new. He was yeah. great. My diet soda. Your diet soda. <laughs> yeah. if, if you're worried about Samoa Joe, the telltale signs is when they put him in a black suit with a, a burgundy, uh, you know, shirt in a box, and then right. with a with the Oakley sunglasses, then you're screwed. Right. Then he's on then commentary <laughs> for <laughs> life. <laughs> then you're screwed. Then you're screwed. 
you know, when they when they do a twenty four special on him, you know, yeah, about his transition, like they did Corey Graves, then we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Samoa Joe gets a podcast. Hey, I, I'd I'd listen to that podcast. I'm I would too. <laughs> that man is gold. So you guys want to tell me why Champa took a stand? Uh, because <sighs> while, we're, while we're talking about all these personnel changes, yeah, let's do that. Champa is like, uh, uh-uh. uh, no, we're not doing that. If you put me anywhere near Monday Night Raw, I'm retired from the ring. Okay. I'm not doing that travel schedule. I'm not putting my body on the line like that no more. Okay. You can put me in a suit. Just make me an agent or something like that. But I am not wrestling for Monday Night Raw. Not happening. WWE's already put him in a suit before. So don't test him too much. Yeah. Let me not do that to my body. But jump from a top ring into a... A table with uh, Adam Cole on, on War Games. Yeah, let's not do that to my body, though. Mm. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. I mean, is he saying anything that anybody from NXT has not kind of whispered through the through the block recently? I mean, we've heard it. There's been people that have, I mean, Triple H has fought to keep people on that and make it its own brand. So, it, it I mean, it kind of lends a little bit of credence to what we've been mm-hmm hearing from those NXT superstars about not wanting to get uh, quote-unquote promoted up to the to the Right, so, but this, so this kind of solidifies I mean, the, the, this idea of being called up now. We do have these three brands that are essentially equal, especially yeah. with the way they put NXT over in Survivor Series. Like, obviously, you know saying? They want you to believe that this is an equal brand, so there is no call-ups. There's just only slatterer moves from this point. So wouldn't his comments be kind of detrimental to that? I mean, if you hear something like that, from Champa, this would have been relevant maybe a few months ago when they were before the TV was announced that they were going to be live on USA. And hearing it now, kind of is like, well, what's your point? I mean, you guys just showed up as a, like a major brand during Survivor Series. I was like, what's the point of these comments leaking out? Or what, why would you even address something like that at this point when they're because, doing so well? Because he's a top guy, and okay. top guys get promoted to Raw. Yeah, and it keeps getting talked about. Yes. Um, you know, as we get into Royal Rumble season, oh, yeah. um, the conversation is going to start about who their next quote-unquote call-ups are. And I don't think, if I read his statements correctly, he didn't really say call-ups, just really, you know, move to one brand or the other. And I just think, you know, there are people that are comfortable where they are. I mean, even Cesaro bitched about being moved to Raw, Raw when he was moved because he felt he was better on SmackDown or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I mean, hey, you know, people like, you know, I think one of the things that's created by the NXT getting on TV move, it creates a very, very, very favorable position for people. You're getting a full-time, full-time salary without a full-time schedule, travel schedule. Right. So, you know, that is going to cause definitely some people not to see the benefit of moving to Raw or SmackDown because... You know, they'll be closer to their families and, you know, not have to rest, wrestle 200 nights a year. So, I mean, if that means they take a little bit of a pay cut versus Raw or SmackDown, I'm sure some of them will take it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Definitely. They're already talking like this a foregone conclusion that um, that the women's champ is moving over, that they have a well, Shayna Yeah, I think Bas- yeah. definitely Baszler's moving over. Um it's just a matter, and they 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 can't wait to do something with Keith Lee as well. 
Yeah. Um, I, I'd like to see them do something in NXT with him first before moving him up, but I don't think we're going to get that opportunity. No. Yeah, so, there the goes your NXT surprises for the Royal Rumble right there. Wop, wop. Well, we just saved them like seven hours, so yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Cut the check. Good. It's no spoiler. We're not a spoiler-free zone unless it's something that we really want to pay attention to, like movies right. and stuff like that. But wrestling will absolutely spoil it for you. Save you the time. That way you can spend listening to our podcast. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Like um, <laughs> so, uh, speaking of new additions to um, commentating tables, Stu Bennett has returned to American side wrestling. Yep. Yeah. NWA, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has. Uh, he will be uh, joining the commentating team for NWA Power, which yeah. Yeah, I can't complain power. about that all. It's got those, yeah, say power because it's got those 17 R's at the end of it, too. Hey. <laughs> 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 I had Sonia say it recorded power. No, no, yeah, I let her do that yet. I'll have her work on that for me. It sounds so much better when she said it. <laughs> Most definitely. Probably better but than it, how I said it, too, so I'm okay with that. This brings me to my, and I'm, I'm still going to be curious about this forever. Why isn't Stu Bennett in a ring? Hmm. Stu Bennett hasn't been in a ring in about a year and a half. Um, I, it's just a curious thought of mine. I don't know if he's hurt or he's just done or whatever case may be. He's not that old. So. And nor do I have really a report of him having any major injuries um, that would keep him out. I think he's been doing movies and television like this whole time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get that preference. You right. know, um, it's just, you know, it, as a fan, you know, I am a fan of Snoop Bennett's, you know, I'm definitely a fan of the Bad News Barrett gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say we're going to get that here, but it, you know, I'm just a fan of his. Kind of curious why he's not in the ring. If he tells me, you know, if he tells us I don't want to and I want to do commentate, I'll move on. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he'll be great for um, NWA Power. He will be. Um, he did great work with Defiant um, when they were around as their uh, commentator slash general manager. So he's de- and we know he's good on a mic, so I have no doubt that he'll, you know, add some fun to that. Yeah, well, I'm up for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad to see that he's still interested in wrestling. Yeah. Because um, uh, this is very niche. You have to really love wrestling to do NWA Power. Oh, yeah. Because everybody down there loves what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and they're having a blast, and that's, and that's good. I mean, we've seen two. Now we've seen two returns from people that we just enjoyed in WWE and, and um, Aaron Stevens and now Stu Bennett. You know, it. Everybody down there just seems to be having a ball, so it's it's good to see. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Good, very good. Meat and potatoes, man. Meat and potatoes. Time to eat your vegetables. We got to talk about ACH. Okay. <laughs> Time to eat your vegetables, dog. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping. I was wondering if we were going to touch base on this because this was uh, interesting. <laughs> um. To recap. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a brief recap. You guys can fill me in where I may miss because I haven't watched everything over the last couple weeks. Um, after ACH got his release, he's popped up at ACH popped up at um, 
different events. He popped up in a Chicago AAW event. Um, and then recently signed with MLW. Um, then over the weekend, some people threw some comments his way. It was his birthday. Happy birthday to him. Mm-hmm. And then went on what can only be described. I'm sorry. I will, I will eat this bullet. What can only be described as a Kanye West-esque rant. And then quit wrestling. Yeah, that would be something Kanye would do if he was a wrestler. He said in, in one tweet, he said he hated fans. They ruined wrestling. It was his birthday. He has a cuss uh-huh. on Kyler Braxton. Have a nice day. <laughs> All at that's in he, one tweet. But at least he <laughs> shot his shot at the last second, too. It was like, but he had know. his opportunity, man. He, he was I mean, over there. He was over there. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Maybe maybe he posted that, that I love Kyler uh, the Braxton joint after she you know. posted some pictures on uh, Instagram. And she straight ghosted weekend. him. She didn't even respond. That's even <laughs> worse. She unfollowed him. <laughs> That's why he's like, I'm out. You know, I'm saying like, I even have a tweet she responded to, so I feel better about life. <laughs> <laughs> at but, least we have that connection with her. Great, right, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, ACH. I mean, this brings me kind of full circle to what some of the some other wrestlers or people in the wrestling community were saying. Mainly, I was, I'm just going to go on Mark Henry, who kind of alluded to there was something else going on in ACH's life um, that was impacting his ability to, I guess, in the corporate world, be emotionally intelligent to the situation he was in. Uh, okay. Okay. I'm interested. I, I'm, I'm not sure... So we we have to. I, I feel like we have to break this down on on a couple of different levels. Okay. Number one, that he admitted himself to being a part of this generation of people who, whenever they're going through something emotional or anything to this to this nature, that they take to Twitter first before they do the the the, the more rational thing. You know, right. so kind of just kind of vent their frustrations to Twitter and to like. You know, it's in all of their followers and things like that. And it's if we're smart, we take anything and everything that he says on Twitter with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Because this this could also be misconstrued as like a work. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the point where you know, because because anybody can use Twitter to to kind of push a narrative. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and to me, that's what I would want to assume that either this is some sort of work or this is just, you know, saying he's just kind of shooting the shot in the wrong direction before he's really thinking about what he's saying. And, and, and we really shouldn't be getting it from Twitter exactly what he's going through, what he's feeling mm-hmm. bef- before we start talking about mental illness. Okay. You know what I, I mean? Can, I can roll with that. Because this is something that he's thrown out as well. Um, when he apologized for like the last time he blew up, and he he kind of credited a little bit to, you know, says some mental um, situations that he's going through in his life, on a personal level. Um, I don't like the mental illness thing to be trendy as it is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot more serious than that, but at the same time, you know, 
I don't know if ACH has anything or anybody else in his life. Um, even when things were good, we were we would watch his tweets and we would watch his videos on Instagram, his little workout videos, things like that. You don't really see too many other people in his life. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if that's by design because of, because of you know social media, just him just trying to protect his friends and his family, or he really isn't around that many people. He stays in Austin, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he does. He he lives. In fact, Mark Henry even said um, he he lives close to him. So he does live close to Mark Henry, but we you know yes. Mark, Mark Henry <laughs> has said he's tried to um, reach out, um, but hasn't really gotten a response from him. In so many words, and that's yeah. And I, I, I understand that completely. That's why I, I try to be careful with my words here, because um, I know, I know, we don't know everything about this situation. Um, it, it's just, it's it's kind of like almost a, a a reverse of like Kylie Ray, and you know, saying her silence. And we, you know, we just hope that, you know, say in her silence right. and her kind of elusiveness of what's really going on with her, that she's just well. With with ACH, Correct. it's kind of like you're going to say all these things on social media. I'm really trying to just look past it and just and just really see like the end result. Okay, what happens next? You know? Correct, because like I, I guess the word I'll use is confused. Uh, confused because. You said you wanted out of WWE. You got that wish. Um, it then seemed as if you were going to, you know, you were going to have this, you know, the the tour that it seems like a lot of people have when they leave WWE. They make this like run through the Indies until they find like somewhere where they're comfortable. Um, and I was ready to enjoy that, and then you know, this kind of came out of nowhere for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of left me confused. Like, what do you want now, Ben? <laughs> that I guess that's pretty much where I'm at with him. And right. you know, just the should I say incoherentness of that last tweet? Um, you know, it was just you know more. You know, I'm not dismissing him or anything like that. It's just like I think you just need to figure out what you want and and where you want to go as it relates to wrestling from here. Because the kind of the kind of comments he received in which I think he was responding to aren't going to go away. No. no. Um, so you know, if he wants to be a part of the wrestling community, that comes with it. You know, there's always gonna be trolls on social media, which I think personally maybe why one of the reasons you brought up Kylie Ray, she hasn't reopened her Twitter account. Right. Um Let's be clear, because that's the next level. You wrestling fans, you guys are jerks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I agree. I like, do agree with that. I mean, we, we we went over that, you know, when we talked about, you know, Logan Square Arena as it relates to, you know, because these are obviously wrestling fans who are breaking into these cars at Logan Square Arena. These aren't coincidental events because we don't hear about these types of break-ins when there's not a wrestling event over there. Right. Um, right. So... I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming disillusioned with fans, and in some regards, not on a whole scale, but you know, this small section, you know, kind of like our experience at the AEW event and stuff to that effect, where I can understand where 
uh, performers are getting frustrated because of the ignorance of some uh, fans who are out there. Um, it seems like there's a lot more of that ignorance rearing its ugly head, uh, more so than it ever has in the past, too. I mean, this this year alone, in terms of you know, saying fans being involved in some nasty stories this year, it's like it's been it's been on high, you know. Yeah. Like no, going all the, going all the way back to like when you know the incident with, the incident with Scarlett Bordeaux in Mexico getting felt up by a fan, mm-hmm. you know, saying Taya getting spit on, um, situation with Bully Ray and the other fan that was talking, you know, that was talking mm-hmm. trash with his girl. Like it's just it's it's getting out of hand. Even at even at the AEW show that we were just at, you know, saying as much fan yeah. fun as we had, you know, they were jerks there, you know, what I'm saying and they're comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it is. How I say, I, I, I'm not going to say it's gotten out of hand. It is out of hand. I mean, it, it yeah, it, you know, it, it mirrors what's going on outside of the wrestling world in reality. Mm-hmm. And, like, this ignorance doesn't have to hide anymore because of what's going on around us. It's yeah. more prevalent where they don't need to hide it. They can say it and then just walk around with a smug look and continue on like they're impenet- like they're you know. They can't be touched. It's it's sad. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And, and at least I wish it would be more redirected to you know saying things that deserve that kind of attention versus you know just anybody that you know they just frequently don't like at the time. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I do want to applaud you, Gerard, for uh, what you mentioned to start it off when the conversation about. Uh, mental illness that we have to find out what's going on first before because I think a lot of people especially I mean even to what John said that it sounded like Kanye West-esque I think too often especially uh, on social media when somebody says something like this we don't know what's going on with them but the first run to is oh well he's got to be mentally ill it, it's almost become a gimmick now when they yes. sit there and say there and as responsible, you know, we're responsible men in our communities, uh, as responsible podcast hosts. I, I don't want to label it as mental health. We don't know what the full story is. We don't know what's going on. It would no, be of us, and it would be downright disrespectful to those that are suffering with from uh, legitimately mental illnesses that, to go ahead and sit there just because a guy has an opinion or he's acting some type of way that he's something, uh, you know, he's mentally ill or like those age-old uh, stereotypes where like a female can't be in control because, you know, oh, she's going to be on her period or something like that. She's out of, She can't handle it. She's got to be. We need to. I'm glad that this this podcast with my brothers here, that we are doing our best to try to erase these idiotic and age, ridiculous stereotypes. That we're going to be responsible on this podcast. And I really want to commend you on starting it off this conversation with that. So thank you and kudos to you, brother. Uh, thank you. Um, I, I mean, this is the way I feel. I mean, you see it with music, and now we're kind of seeing it with this. The more we talk about this as well, and like I said, it's it's a Twitter thing. Yeah, you know, saying Twitter is 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 toxic, and, toxic. and and you know, it's a way to manipulate it. It's it's a way to be you know saying nasty about it, and because there was there's like another thing on here that I didn't even include in the, in on the uh, on the outline that some other nastiness is going on with this other. Um, I guess he's a podcaster or he writes articles for uh, different wrestling publications. I'm not even going to mention his name, but it was a situation 
that just got really nasty and I didn't, you know, but it's like people know how to play that game. You know what I mean? For sure. For sure. And, and it's disgusting. We just got to remember it's, it's Twitter and, and we shouldn't take it, you know, so hard. You know what I mean? For sure. So that's my piece on that. And yeah, you wrestling fans, you guys are jerks. <laughs> As yeah, a, really, sometimes it's like you know we sit there and we <laughs> we playfully i mean we can be some jerks too but we do it respectfully about the product that's in the ring not what's going on with their personal lives outside <laughs> it's like we there's a line you know they're performers they're sports entertainers you know we don't have to like everything but at, at least give the people some privacy and respect when they're outside so it's mm. it's yeah. <sighs> um, I just wanted to mention that, you know, saying because we understand, you know, we have this understanding of what Twitter is and how people kind of use it and we need to take it as a grain of salt that some of the message that he was trying to put forth in the midst of all his controversy is, is not lost on us and that it doesn't really take away from the for the culture movement um, that we stand for. Because there is some truth in there. Mm-hmm. We got to be honest about that. We know that. You know so- what I'm saying? Some, some of this stuff will drive you crazy, you know? If you're faced with it, you know what I'm saying, all the time. Like, you know what I'm saying, we didn't, you know what I'm saying, thank God we grew up, you know what I'm saying, when we grew up and we didn't grow up, you know, a few decades earlier and have Ooh. to deal with, you know, with, you know, what our parents and our grandparents had to deal with in terms of, you know, uh, racism and you know, said all these other things. You know, like we yeah. probably we're probably not built for that, and it probably would drive us crazy. You know, absolutely. I can, I, I can only imagine somebody who has somewhat of a following on Twitter and didn't have to deal with you know, saying at least half the stuff that I see on Twitter that pisses me off is not even directed at me. You know, a lot of people kind of misunderstanding what this is about and. You know, why is he complaining? You know, he had it good. And, you know, like, that's to be. Not, that's what I'm get to. To have that, like, to have that aimed directly at you, you know what I'm saying? Seven days a week, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, part of you has to be on your phone to kind of promote your business. You know what I mean? It's like, it's nasty. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I don't get to, where these people can come up with the, like those responses, like you just said, oh, he's got it good. What, what, I'm sorry, what fucking wrestler has showed us with all these stories that we've seen, like with Roddy Piper and all these stories, what wrestler has it really fucking made outside of maybe fucking Dwayne Johnson has made it good where we can sit there and stand from the sidelines and make that comment. Oh, they've got it good. They've got, they don't know what they're complaining about. Where do we get off even having some type of criticism like that? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't. I don't get it. They're independent contractors that get paid, you know, they get paid to throw their bodies on the line. Stop it. Just enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> somebody's got a problem. Nobody sits there and goes on Twitter like we saw on Twitter, like, I'm just going to go to somebody's house or I'm going to go to somebody's work and while they're making the sandwich, I'm going to start booing the shit out of them. I'm like, <laughs> nobody wants that smoke. Like, no. actually, actually, that does sound like fun, though. I would, I would like to do that, especially... <laughs> Especially to the Mister Submarine located on Cicero and Irving Park, I would boo the shit out of that lady. She smokes cigarettes without gloves. This this is that smoked ham sandwich that I talked to you about. 
Oh, okay. time ago. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I, I'm not that good of a person to say I wouldn't do that. Jerk. And and just the full disclosure, you know, like I I do agree that you know some wrestling fans are jerks, but I, I'm one of them <laughs> to a certain extent. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna, you know. You know, I stepped inside the church today. I can't, you know, I can't be sitting here telling y'all that, you know, I'm not one of those jerks. But there's there's limits to it. I mean, right, exactly. you know, that's, that's you gotta, the real point. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could all talk shit on Twitter all day long. But, you know, as it relates to getting personal, um, you know, knowing your boundaries and being respectful. And especially when it comes to, like, you know, personal space, personal boundaries. You know, you got to respect that because these guys are performers in the ring and on the mic in my opinion mm-hmm. um and i count twitter as on the mic I'm, I'm sorry um but outside of that you know we don't need to be you know walking up you know even all the judgment we may have like uh, as it relates or comments we have a person like seth rollins you know we're not walking up to kobe lopez in an op- airport and be like dude fuck you you suck I would yeah. though. I mean, we would though. <laughs> I I wouldn't. I wouldn't ignore his ass because he he coming in at early in the morning and I'm probably catching a flight. I can't. But <laughs> you know, I I would probably later once I got to my gate tweet. You know, Seth Rollins passed me. He didn't say shit. That bitch. But that's on the mic, so we can have that game. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. You know, I'm not gonna pull a sausage banks on him. You know, like it's four in the morning. You know, he just got off, you know, a flight after wrestling. I'm going to give him that space. This is me, you know, and people could disagree. But if you're on Twitter, I'm sorry. Have to have a burner account then. I don't care. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not that guy who cares if someone has a burner account. It works but, for Kevin Durant. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but, and now he just, you know, he, fuck a burner account. I'm just going to talk shit on the. Right. The that's fine. <laughs> you, know, you get that smoke. That's what happens to you. You know that that just is, um, you know. I I just I don't know. I I mean, maybe on a bigger topic. I mean, I don't want to get into involved with it, but it's just this year of wrestling has just been draining, man. I I don't know if that is if that's something we want to talk about, but it's just you know if we rewind one year from today, I mean, there's a lot of us, just yeah. us sitting around the table, like, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. And I'm not saying all that's gone, but the excitement isn't at the level that it was last year. You know, we're coming off all-women's pay-per-view. We were, you know, had the potential of a women's main event at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, potential of this new organization, you know, coming through and others, you know, that were making moves. And now it feels like, you know, now that we come here, you know, we don't have as much to be excited about. I mean, we have stuff to be excited about, but that, you know, it's not that new excitement anymore. Yeah. I, if that makes any sense. There was yeah, a lot of know. optimism last year. <laughs> you know, I, I, it sounds like a perfect subject for the, for the year-end wrap-up show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, I thought we was going to do some top ten lists, but, man, we ain't trying to end on no down note. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do any lists. I'm trying to All do. Right. Well, uh, if you're gonna make any list, it's how much money do these 
uh, wrestling uh, companies owe us and how many checks are we waiting to cash because of all the predictions that we correctly made in the in the time. You know what? At this up. point, I'm just going to assume they sent it to the old address. You know, <laughs> to the old address. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I, I've learned over the last weeks I didn't change all my addresses and stuff like that perfectly. So, you know, some things have gotten lost in the mail, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that means you got to go online to the Illinois Treasury and see if you got any money waiting for you, like I did. Comcast owed me some money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they sent me. We'll a see check. about that. <laughs> but um, while we sitting here in this moment, you know, let's shout out the anchor and everybody who supports us. You know, you can find us on Twitter, and we are the Wise Men. Uh, no. Yeah, and on yeah. Uh, IG, on the Wise Man Wrestling Podcast, you can find this podcast everywhere. iTunes, Google, Anchors. What's that, Stitcher? Snitcher? Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> Stitcher. No, that's a different, uh, that's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Kashi 6ix9ine podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, but, uh, apparently, him snitching has become a verb on another podcast there. Or you just a costume? <laughs> oh, you the costume? That's just that's vicious, man. I don't know. <sighs> Poor boy. Anyway, well, we, we were we were raised around the streets where we know snitches get stitches. So right, right, right. <laughs> Apparently, um, that didn't translate to the new trans uh, new generation. Shouts out! You know, you know what? I don't do this too often. Shouts out to my daughter AJ, who uh, showed me her. You know, everybody got their Spotify top tens and all that kind of stuff. We came up on her top ten, man. Oh, that's that, touched, that touched me in my soul. <laughs> you know? Did she show you her, her Spotify list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> we were in my top three. <laughs> so I, I started binge watching. I started binge listening. Let's see, nice. uh, shout I mean, out to AJ for her support. <laughs> Listening to her dad yeah. ramble and, her, and his brothers, but you know. <laughs> I mean, it's not like she hasn't done it live, but now she gets to do it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gets it yep. recorded. <laughs> that's good that's but good. um gerard has a has a mystery for us to solve oh cool i like mysteries the, the, the curious case of bobby fish yes bobby. sir i want to talk about bobby fish because i was a well i am a big red dragon fan oh, um you, now you know you're gonna have to educate some people to who red dragon is now red dragon <laughs> Particularly one third of this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm all ears. So in the conversation of probably not maybe greatest tag teams of all time, but probably like the next generation of of, of great tag teams, mm-hmm. um, Red Dragon to me was like kind of like it was like between between Red Dragon and and Young Bucks for me at one point in time. Um. Mm-hmm. They definitely have some wars together um, back when Ring of, Ring of Honor had some honor to it. And the relationship between them and New Japan was pretty strong to the point where you were getting Ring of Honor matches on on um, Wrestle Kingdom and everything. Yep. Um, Red Dragon was great. Um, they were kind of like a hybrid uh, martial arts style type uh, junior heavyweights. Um, they will kick the hell out of you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it'd be pretty serious. Um, Red Dragon being Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Bob, 
Bobby Fish in particular has always been entertaining to me. Um, he's definitely somebody who knew that in order to in order to get over, he had to go kind of in business for himself. Um, he did have a uh, he did have a show on YouTube for for a good portion of time. Um, I believe it was called like the Fish Tank or the Fish Bowl or something to that effect. Um, where you know, saying he would kind of play this act of kind of like this refined gentleman who was kind of you know everybody was kind of like beneath him or whatever, except for Kyle O'Reilly. Um, and this is how he, he would issue his challenges, kind of, kind of the same, in the same vein as like, uh, um, I'm, I'm drawing, I'm drawing breaks on everything because I'm doing this after work. My brain doesn't work anymore. Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Cole used to also do these great story times on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Bobby Fish used to do the same thing. Um, I was really excited when they came over to NXT. Um. Just like anybody else uh, who's kind of come over, who I'm familiar with, it's kind of it's kind of on the same vein of like you know what I'm saying these Marvel movies or like when they decided to do some sort of adaptation of something that I love um, to give other people the opportunity to see the things that I find great and amazing. Um, but Bobby Fish's career ever since he's been with NXT has been pretty lackluster. Um, he's on his fourth injury since he's been signed. Mm-hmm. Um, literally had it been taken out of the last match that he was in. Um, he couldn't even start it. And I'm I'm really worried, um, first of all, because of his health. Because it only took three injuries for Corey Graves to get out of here. And Correct. he's he's on number four. And I don't I don't think they're all concussions. Um no, most of his surgeries to this point have been lower extremities, with the exception of um, not this one, but the one before it, which was in his arm. Um, but yeah, he, he's got a lot of things going on with his knees and his lower extremities. That's, you know, a concern. You know, that I, you know I, I, I consider Bobby Fish one of the great wrestlers of this generation that's never been a world champion. Yeah. Um, the only singles title, I would say major singles title he's had is ROH's television, television title, title. Yep. which he held what it seemed like forever for that one time um, and challenged uh, both Adam Cole and um, Kyle O'Reilly for the ROH title um, in the same year. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's becoming concerning how much time he's on the shelf, and I think had he not been a part of Undisputed Era, it would be a bigger story. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when an injury happens, just next man step up, you know, uh, kind of how the New Day is doing now with Woods being out. But, um, yeah, it, it, for his long-term success, it's becoming a concern. I hope he's not getting the, he doesn't get what's the Dolph Ziggler treatment. Where it's like you, you're too accident prone to be pushed, right? You know, and it's, and it's ironic that you mentioned Dolph Ziggler because if you listen to Kyler, if you listen to Bobby Fish when he speaks, he sounds just like Dolph. Oh yeah, exactly like Dolph. It's it's almost scary. <laughs> and yet, I, I'm also concerned now because even with like the injuries and the fact that he hasn't really done much in ring work, 
he hasn't really done much else in NXT as well. And I think he's great on the mic. Um, I think he's great, you know what I'm saying, with like doing those skits and everything. He hasn't mm-hmm. really had a chance to show that yet in, in an environment that I think um, would be the best for him to do so. So I'm kind of concerned about that as well in terms of, of, of how much work he's actually either putting in or being allowed to put in while he's in NXT. Um, there's definitely more than one side to, to, to Bobby Fish, and we're just I'm just concerned because we're just not seeing it. Yeah, because he's surprisingly, and I again, this hasn't been shown in NXT to a greater extent. He's a fantastic singles wrestler. Yes. Um, I think he's kind of being protected by being in this tag team because of injury history. Um, but to a certain point, it's got to end. You know, whether it be him having that singles career that we hope that he can have, or, you know, him just having a moment where it's like, or WWE telling him, like, you know, you're going to have to make a change. Which would be unfortunate. Yes. It really would. There was a nice little viral video going on, uh, going on with him this past week, though. Um, about him, you see the guy he's hooking up the um, the homeless people. I I didn't see that, but I did hear about it. Yeah, a whole it looked like a whole like trunk full of just like food and clothes, right? To a local community in Florida that he just had to go out and he just got to go out and just like do some grocery shopping for, and came back and just hooked them up with everything. He's a good guy. <laughs> And, and what did what what did they uh, what did Ethan Page say? There aren't there aren't there's about five or six good people in wrestling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did recently say that too. Um, but yeah, hopefully you know this will only be a you know a small bump in his road, and you know he'll get back on track. And um, I I mean from overall when it comes to the undisputed era, I'd like to see should I say some progression. Which mm-hmm. makes it sound weird, considering they're holding all four belts. But as it relates to you know where they are as a group, um, I don't mean that means call them all up or whatever the case may be. It's just you know as it relates to NXT, you have to consider they almost have done all they can do without with by staying together, should I say, um, in NXT, right? Um, Unless they, you know, they switch the belt around within each other. But that's my only concern with them is that, you know, they kind of just hold this pattern, you know, a year. And not to say they'll be forgotten, but just opportunities will be missed. And that would be a shame. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it looks like the doors of the church are open as it relates to the WWE. Contract, contract gate. (laughs) 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 Doors of the church are open, man. So, some people getting in, some people getting out. Some some people staying. Yep. Okay. Before we start here, Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a statement. This is the personal thing. I no longer hold any seriousness to anybody's rants on social media about they want out of the WWE. It's a work. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm done. Mark, I, I, you I, mark I, me. Fine, I'll be that mark. I, I'm just tired of reading them, and then like a month later they resign. Like, <laughs> just done. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I like, thought, yeah. yeah. Mike I Bennett was Lorcan one. Was pissed off. <laughs> Mike, I, Mike Bennett was on. Orly Lurkin was one. Um, I know there's another one that I'm forgetting as well. Lana, if that's true, because um, that hasn't been confirmed. If I'm correct, um, it, it's just I'm I'm done. I just like stick to your guns or shut up. I don't tell you. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm pretty sure they're throwing out obscene that sounds amounts of money, but then just come back and say that like, hey, they just gave me a contract I couldn't refuse. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but you know, Sinkara and Luke Harper got out, or Brody Lee. Brody Lee's out. Yep, yeah, I spoke about this last week on the podcast too. It seemed like we were close to him getting out. I know that his original contract was up around this time. Mm-hmm. The extension would put him somewhere between February and June. Yeah, if that was true. Um, but he did. He filed that um, that trademark which was telling me that he knew something, or at least he was keeping some hope alive there, that he was getting out. He's really double down on the commitment to getting out of there, and I'm just glad that they gave him a release. Now, a release means that he's free. Does he have the 90 days? Um, I think he has the 90 days. He might have the 90, yeah, he might have the 90 day on there. But uh, anybody see the picture he took today? No, I did yeah. not. Mighty Scroll took a picture with him. Oh, asking if this is the new member of Villain Enterprises. Oh no, free agents. So, oh man. All right, just to recap with you real quick, while you're paying, while everybody's paying attention. Technically, Marty Scrolls a free agent right now. He's gonna mm-hmm. wrestle at wrestle at a uh, final battle on Friday. PCO also be a free agent as of Friday. Jesus. No one's heard from Brody King in forever. <laughs> like, I don't even know where that cat is. But right. um, I think he might be up around the same time. And, of course, Luke Harper is out on parole um, <laughs> as it relates to the <laughs> contracts. Um, it just makes for an interesting situation. This is the kind of stuff I get excited about. You know, um, you know I'd like this. I don't. You know, obviously the easiest answer is AEW, but I don't know. I'd, maybe I'd like to see them go to New Japan for a while. I don't know. I mean, well, I, I don't would, want the answer to always be AEW. That, that's well, just that not, would be the other 60% of their roster. <laughs> I mean, that's cool, too. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I just don't want always the answer when someone leaves WWE to be AEW. Um, this, is what I, this is what I think. Um Marty himself has already done good work in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Correct. If he goes back there, he's going to do incredible work. He's already mm-hmm. had he's already had his crew with him before. He brings Brody. Um, he he brings Luke Harper with him. It's only going to get better. Um, yep. It's going to be entertaining. I would say thing with AEW, which is like everybody's foregone conclusion. I believe that he will eventually end up there. Yeah. But if he wanted to take his time and work anywhere else, mm-hmm. you would have to make him your top guy. And I think that's going to be the interesting part of the, conver- the conversations that he has with people. Because um, <clears throat> on multiple occasions, and New Japan being one of them, 
um, you know, you it seemed like he was being pushed in that direction and then pushed with his stall. So I, I'm pretty sure that's a serious conversation he's going to have with who, whomever he decides to make that step with, especially if he's bringing three or four guys with him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's leverage there. Like, you're not just bringing, you know, I'm bringing a gimmick that's going to sell merch. He knows this. I'm bringing top, rest, top performer who, you know, want to work with me. And we already have, you know, a standing gimmick that would get over. We know this. So, right. you know, he has a great deal of leverage right now, uh, you know, to make a case. If he is indeed as close of friends with Luke Harper as this picture appears, I'm, that doesn't bode well for WWE in the conversation. What does is it that fact that his girlfriend's in NXT. You know, I, you know, who knows how that plays into it. But I, I just feel the story of Marty Scroll is not yet finished, and it's just now getting interesting. It's getting really good. You know, because really if you look at the like the match that they gave him for final batter, battle, it's a throwaway tag team match. He's not even featured on the card. I, I, it's, I, if I had a meeting with the ROH guys, even leading up to this, you gotta at least use him to sell your tickets. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not even doing that with him right now, which is just, I don't know, poor management in my, in my regard. I think Sincar. I think Sincara goes back to Mexico. You know, I, I don't, I don't know if I see him going. Well, well, well. Else. We need, we need to break down the Sincara situation because it's it's a little bit more complex. Okay. Because when we're talking about Sincara being released, we're talking about Hunico. Yeah. We're not talking about Sincara. Right. Or whoever, or whoever the other guy is. <laughs> Who did um, who that? <laughs> his, uh, the other guy who was the original Sin Cara is back in Mexico already doing his thing. Right. I don't Unico, he wants to do some special things. He expressed about he expressed a lot about how he's still in shape and he feels like he can still go and, and perform at a high level. I don't think Mexico is a foregone conclusion for him. I think he was just breaking in to the American markets. And then they absolutely won't be Sinkara again because the other guy was too difficult to work with. Okay. So, I mean, when he comes out, Hornico, was Hornico a uh, masked person? You couldn't it out. Say it again. I said, was, um, I'd say, what's it, Hornico? Hunico. Hunico. Was he masked? No, he wasn't. Okay. So that actually bono, like, helps him, definitely in the U.S., should I say? Because yes. he could definitely present himself as just a new, you know, a new guy on the horizon, you know. Right. You know, he you was know? like, he was like, uh, he was kind of, he kind of got put on that trajectory when he was in NXT. They let him do a couple of things on the main roster uh, with, uh, at the time, his name was Hernandez, but now we know that's um, uh, Tungalua. Yeah. Um, so they really thought highly of him. He was really quote-unquote, a company guy, and he was really easy to work with, and, you know, which is kind of the polar opposite of the original Sin Cara, who was back there getting right. the fights with a bunch of people in the face. <laughs> right. Uh, um, and, you know, there was char- character development there. He had a good relationship with the people in the locker room. They were actually calling him out to do a couple of things on that main roster. 
So he's got a whole nother side to him that we have only saw a little bit of. So you're saying he's going to come out with Prout and Pyle for now? It might be it might be a case, but you you, no. you also kind of mixing the you also kind of mixing the brands here. He's Mexican. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, 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 to be honest with you, you know, as it relates to that, people haven't cared too much. That which is sad, but it it is what it is. Right. Um. He's 42 though, so I mean, he's not a young. Uh, but I see what you're saying. Like he definitely has that side of him that you know can show up anywhere. I I would just think from a building up your um. Should I say building yourself up back standpoint? That would be a good place to start. But you're right; he could show up anywhere, show up at Impact, he could show up NWA, if all we know, um, you know, and, and make a name for himself. So that'd be cool. Yeah. So I'm happy. It, I'm, I'm happy for him. Now, one thing, and I'll, I'll give Ray another check because I gave him one earlier. Um, I think this is a sign that WWE is no longer concerned with people going to AEW in, in, a, in some standpoints. Not all, but some. Mm-hmm. I think that that concern has waned a bit. Um, because let's just say the people who have crossed over, the Sean Spears, the Dustin Rhodes, while they've made a, they made a big pop when they got to AEW. They haven't I made a real difference. I think we can argue they have they haven't made a sustained impact, and I think WWE may be thinking they can take the, this chance with both for these guys at least. I, I think the revival is going to be there forever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as long as they can hold them. I mean, that's one of those acts where they may not want to be there, but WWE is not going to let them um, go too easily. Um, but I, that's that's what I see out of this now mm-hmm. because I don't see anything particular out of Sin Cara or Luke Harper's situation that in, indicated that WWE had to let them go for any reason. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because that's going to be like the next question is how do you, are, are we any close to figuring out exactly how you get a release from the WWE? I think it's, I literally think it's situation to situation. I think the or ACH situation, which is like, this is too hot. We don't want any part of it anymore. Um, not to say that any, like he was wrong. I don't think he was in any way. I just think it just got too hot, and they know the longer they kept him around, the hotter that situation was going to get. So the easiest way to cool it off is just let him go. Um, Sinkara and Luke Harper, I don't know. I mean, Luke Harper is definitely one of those guys, man, that I, I still scratch my head about, about why they didn't you know give him more give him an opportunity more because he wasn't he u.s or ic champ for a while he was in the kind of champion once they tried to do the brass fight again yeah yeah and 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 it seemed like anytime they put him and rowan together they're over tag team so it, i it wasn't like an ascension situation because they were also released to, today um ascension was just overdue um as it relates to being released but yeah i don't I, I kind of don't, from a WWE standpoint, business-wise, I don't understand releasing Luke Harper before his contract's up, basically. Mm-hmm. Because he is someone, in my personal view, he is young enough, he is talented enough, where he could cause you, he could, he could be a regret down the line. Yeah. That's just my opinion of him. 
you know, I think he could be a regret down the line of just letting him walk out the door. Absolutely. Hello? Only, only, only oh, time will tell. True. But in the meantime, they got John Morrison back or Johnny Mundo or Johnny somebody. <laughs> and that's a signing I don't understand. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. Johnny I, Raw? I, Johnny Raw. Johnny, yeah. Johnny NXT. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Johnny SmackDown. That's probably the best one. Johnny SmackDown is cool. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I, I, I'm not excited about John Morrison anymore. I'm not. Um, I liked his work in Lucha Underground, um, partially in um, Impact, but after a while, I don't know. It, I just shrugged my shoulders. I mean, if him and the him and the Miz bring back the dirt sheets, I might get excited. But <laughs> that's just from a nostalgia standpoint. I mean, he's a good performer, mm-hmm. but I hate to say it. NW the WWE is filled with good performers. Yeah, that's not right. something they're lacking. Like he's not filling a hole that you know you're, you're sitting there like, oh, we needed him. No, no, bro. Right. He didn't. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna fill the hole that uh, Sin Cara is leaving. So he's gonna get to yeah. wrestle. Somebody in a squash match in, at that second hour of Raw. <laughs> oh, yeah. I say I say that John Morrison is going to be the Marine Nine. Jigga who? <laughs> oh, he's going to be that guy. That's, that's why he I, came I, back. I, I, I figured, I, I, this is what I think he's going to do. I mean, like when he originally left the WWE, with the first his first inkling was to go act, and he no, did do right. He, he did do a couple terrible movies, right. Uh, so yeah. I think that's that's the paycheck that he's looking for. He's just looking to get paid at this point. And I, I that I can understand, like maybe mm-hmm. he's transitioning into, you know, that second part of his career. Um, because he's forty one now. Damn. Uh, no, he's forty. Um, and he's been a world champ, and I don't see WWE putting. A ma- you know, either of those major belts on a maybe another IC or um, U.S. championship run, <clears throat> but not much more than that, to be honest with you. No, they're they're in a, they're in a season now where they need to get some bodies in there for the Royal Rumble and you know anything they got going towards um, WrestleMania. You know, they got the other this other tournament that's coming up as well. The uh, Worlds Collide. The Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and everything going up to WrestleMania, you need those extra bodies that can do some amazing things. So, John Morrison is a good signing for that. If they're giving him a six figure bag, then yeah, that's that good for him. Right. That that yeah. means that his wife can continue to do, you know, saying she can she can continue to do the uh, the passion work, and he can get he can get paid. Right. Now, one thing I will say about John Morrison that I will say is a very positive for him. Mm-hmm. He can work with anybody. Yeah, he can. So, I mean, that's a benefit to WWE in that regard. I mean, I just don't see, like, I'm not saying, like, this is not a next big thing type of signing for the WWE. It's a nice nostalgia signing, like, oh, it's good to have him back type thing. <clears throat> but, I mean, other than that, it, it's not really, you know, it, it's not exciting me right now, to be frank. It's not. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if we actually actually mentioned that Ordy Lurkin resigned a a long-term deal as well. Yeah, he's one of the people that can shut up. No, I'm (laughs) joking. (laughs) No, no, no. no. I mean, I put it like this. I get it. I I get the fact that 
you're mad with your, you know, you're mad with your situation. And honestly, that might be the only way you get any traction with anybody mm-hmm. is, is to, you know, come out on Twitter and, you know, start a fire. Um, but then to resign when you said you're tired of it and you changed your name. And it just seems, I guess the word is petty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So, um, no, I mean, I, I put it like this. You get your bag, you get your bag. I'm not going to hate on you getting your bag. Just, I, I wish there was a different way for people to get this done. <laughs> you know, um, some people mm-hmm. seem to want their shine. Some people want their bag. The people that want their shine, half of them get shut shut up by giving them a bag. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and those are the people um, for, you know, that went off well, stupid. Well, we know it's, <laughs> it's, it's all like, it's all tactics and, and, and um, what do you call uh, drama that you have to cause in order to get the contract that you want. At the beginning of this year, we were calling it the AEW effect and AEW um, just existing has a lot to do with it. Um, in terms of people, you know, saying getting the the contracts that they deserve, you know, every contract that's been signed has been a, a long term six figure contract that might have been the case last year. So, mm-hmm. you know, it we're we we are in this kind of this contract renaissance. I want to say. Oh yeah, in I think the, of, the game has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are getting signed contracts that maybe shouldn't. <laughs> you know, right, right. <laughs> you know, well I, I would definitely. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I like o- Ori Loken, you know, as it relates to his in-ring ability. But then again, like it, it's. I keep repeating myself and saying they're filled with, you know, good people who you know can perform in the ring. Mm-hmm. Ori Loken has been called a poor man Cesaro for a reason. You know, it's just—I don't know. I right and stuff. I mean, but like you know, so, you know, we've been saying for the longest time is that we get the WWE is not a wrestling company. Yeah, you're right. So, so people, especially this year, have to make that decision between: do I want to wrestle, or do I want to do something else? Correct. You know, saying so how bad do I want to do? How bad do I want to go down that path? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because they feel like Orny Lorca, he's definitely, he's already been a trainer in, in NXT. You're right. So now he's just getting, he's just getting the money that he deserves for, for helping his part in making stars. And he's probably going to have a lot to do with that UK brand going forward. Um, because I think it's about time for that brand to start getting some shine and, and for them to start pumping up some more, some more talent. Do they have the, was it the Blackpool event coming up soon? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So. That's coming up soon. That's their op- That's a nice opportunity for them, because unfortunately, they I feel like the UK brand has gotten kind of lost in the shuffle of everything going on around now. That's that's exactly what I was going to ask you guys. I mean, UK that's going to be specifically on the WWE network, correct? Right. I mean, until the now, do they have? And, and you would have, have to argue that's the show that's going to have to carry the carry the network going forward now. Yeah, they've officially canceled two hundred five live. Yeah, NXT is on USA. That's all you well, got. Well, NXT is absorbed uh, the cruiserweight division, right? Essentially, at this point, 
It yes. seems like it. Yeah. Yes. So they're still gonna have like cruiserweight bouts on like Raw and SmackDown as well, but like championships and the takeovers are gonna be um two oh five live incorporated. So Yeah. And I think I mean, they're actually I think they're actually considering like doing like a studio show with them later on down the line. Okay. But now I have a question. Does anybody do they have any deal TV wise in the UK? They got a sorry one, a sucky one. Oh, okay. They just downgraded their deal from what they like. Their long term partner was, I think, Sky Sports. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. But they ter- they terminated that deal earlier this year. They went with another. I can't remember the name of it, but it's not great. AEW has a better UK deal than than the WWE right now currently. That's fucking. That's well, yeah. That's telling. <laughs> yeah. So, just to let you know, um, there should be. It's it's kind of like a. They're kind of getting burnt on both ends there because what they did with NXT UK, it, fin- it, it kind of killed, I don't want to say completely killed, but it kind of se- severely damaged the uh, UK wrestling industry as a whole. Yeah. Um, kind of really gutted it. And then um, they kind of got these guys that, you know, so they're on this brand, but they're not really being that well promoted. So. And you're bringing over Pete Dunn already. You're bringing over the Walters already. So you're already pulling from this brand and kind of leaving, you know, some people there without, you know, say anything to do. And wouldn't wouldn't that scare some people, especially since they've talked about uh, expanding to like Asia and to like you know India and China when it comes to the NXT brand when it, like they're doing the UK. I mean, it's, 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 it should it should scare investors. Yeah. I believe they have. I believe they stopped the Asia expansion for the time being. Okay. Yeah. Um, because New Japan Pro Wrestling and, and some club entity was like, no, we're not. No, <laughs> no, you're yeah, not coming over here with that BS. So because um, WWE made a play for both Stardom and Noah. Yeah. Um, which were uh, they're in Japan and. Both deals got squashed basically by the influence and the pockets of New Japan, which said, nah, fam, you can't do that. So that basically stopped that Asian expansion. And then the experiments that they had breeding over people from China didn't pan out at all. I don't think any of them. I think Zaya Lee is like the closest thing to anybody who's uh, made it through from China. From the, it was like a great. It was like a group of like ten people they brought from over there. Yeah, they did. They one by um, one, they kind of all went back. They only like, like wrestled like maybe one or two matches and went right back. Yeah, Zaya Lee is the only one there continuing to because she's a legit badass. If mm-hmm. you look it up, you look up like she's like a wush, like a three time world wushu champion. Like she like legit holds like straight up martial arts belts. So. You know she's doing well, and she's, you know so they're gonna hold. They're gonna hold on to that dream as long as they can, if she can ever. Um, I don't know. I I think WWE in general needs to readjust how they handle um, Asian superstars because they keep waiting for them to like magically learn learn English to an extent where they could cut promos, and I just. I don't think that's realistic, to be frank. It's it's not going to happen, and it's really not that necessary. Right? No, it really isn't. Let their let their in ring ability speak for itself. I mean, they tried right. doing it with Shinsuke, and then now all of a sudden he's got a mouthpiece. Right? Yeah, they did. They tried doing it with Asuka. They 
and they gave Paige a mouthpiece for a hot second. I'm like, eh. they really got to do better. But I mean, we can sit there ad nauseum and say where they've got to do better on multiple. Well, we don't need to count on WWE to 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 do everything now, oh, yeah. and that's the point because. Um, you know, saying Chinese superstars are doing great with AEW, sure. <laughs> so that's the yeah. gotta give them credit. That's one thing that they're doing right, and they continue to, to to show people that there's a different way that you can handle these stars and only give them more opportunities to kind of come over here and get work. For um, sure. This so, isn't, yeah, this isn't the only. They're not the only ticket to get uh, noticed and get something going with them. So, and if if New Japan kind of heals from its wounds and, and, and starts trusting again, not necessarily saying they have to partner with another promotion again, but, you know, start trusting that they can make that move over to, to America with, you know, all of the gaijin that they have mm-hmm. and, and start trusting in those guys that are remain loyal to them, you know, to kind of help them break into these other markets, they'll be all right, too. True, But for that, you know, say only time will tell. But the one thing that has been evident throughout this whole year is that WWE is not the only game in town anymore. No, it <laughs> and that's good because it's it makes it competitive and makes them for the first time in a while the contractor is in con- complete control of their destiny when it comes to uh, choosing mm-hmm. uh, the, the location. And then we can't sit there and uh, you know if they chose WWE to go that route. Uh, you really don't have anybody else to blame, and you've got more options other than just WWE in the state, at least stateside. Right. So. Mm. It's fun. It's all, it's all, it's all good stuff to, to keep on the radars and stuff like that. I, I do love seeing these uh, wrestlers. They'll talk about, you know, frustration and show up. Hey, they resigned. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I was I was done with them after the whole Saudi Arabia thing. Oh yeah, yeah that that whole <laughs> we need to we can have a, a a single episode on just social media uh, with the with these with these superstars, and I don't think we'd have still have, even if we gave it like a two and a half hour three hour episode, I don't think we still have enough time to just sit here and <laughs> properly vent about. <laughs> 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 so, speaking of, mm-hmm. Mr. Jim Ross. <sighs> Don't get me. Okay, it's got to be brought to the table. No, no, no. I'm not. Don't get me started on this fucking shit. But, you know how I'm going to go off, but go ahead. <laughs> let's, no, let's Rod, the floor is yours, man. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, at least give everybody, um, you know, a heads up on what's going on, and then I'll I'll lead into it because, and we, for for those that are listening, we've for our first time and uh, new new listeners, a uh, couple of weeks ago we've been talking about it all year, quite honestly, which is probably one of the biggest reasons why our optimism and excitement for wrestling has been kind of dragged down a lot because a lot of these issues have been popping up. Uh, we talked about Cornette's release with NWA because of inappropriate comments just blatant racist comments that he's made. And we talked about how uh, the difference between him and Jim Ross was literally almost last week or the two weeks ago. And then not too recent, 
he made a comment about Emi Sakura, who has been famous for since her debut for the stateside, dressing up as Freddie Mercury. And he made a comment saying that Freddie Mercury has never looked so Asian. <laughs> At that point, I, I turned it off. Um, okay. Go ahead. You start it off, and then we'll just we'll go. We work well when we're when we're we're just going off of each other. So, <laughs> so let's just be real. AEW snagging Jim Ross for the actual title that he has, which is kind of like that head. It's almost like a producer role for commentary. It's probably the smartest thing that AEW did. That's probably the smartest signing that they did. And it's great that Jim Ross claims to be making the most money that he's ever made since he's been doing this job. It's exactly what I want to hear. Somebody who's put the time in and is getting respected, you know, in, in the bank account, you know what I'm saying, for the legacy that he's left behind, you know, okay. and the work that he does. I personally was expecting his role to be more off television and more, you know, special occasion, pay-per-view, you know, yeah. but mostly behind the scenes, you know, saying helping the other talent, you know, say kind of come up where we talk about, you know, some of the issues that we have with um, some of the commentators from, from AEW. Jim Ross is be, would be there to be a good coach to those guys. Or at least we thought. And at least we thought. I didn't think that we were going to get Jim Ross on television every week. I didn't I didn't want Jim Ross on television every week. Just for the simple fact that um not to be disrespectful, but he's an old guy. <laughs> and it just yeah. I just feel like at some point you just get to this point where you kind of just saying anything. And you don't really know what you're talking about. You're just there, and you're just kind of rambling. And I'm not saying that's Jim Ross all the way, but he's there. But it's like that. You look at the, the like a comparison, like Amaro Ronella, like we, you know, we were talking. You guys were talking about earlier. Um, he's a he's a dude that's in tune with what's going on around, you know, with social media, mm-hmm. with pop culture. And right. then this guy is here still making Oklahoma Sooners like from the 47 championship team or something like that. And it's just <laughs> obscure references that would probably work best on a throwback show like uh, NWA Power. Uh, but it's, it's, I, it's, just, it's just like I, like I don't need him on TV every week. I don't, no, I don't, no. expect, I don't expect him to be caught up, you know, and then two and everything. I don't expect that from Jim Ross. I wouldn't want that from Jim Ross at this point. But you also have to also consider the fact as well that Jim Ross was great during the Attitude Era. That's that's where he made his money, his legacy. So when we talk about these little comments that he that he makes in terms of um, what he just said about an you know, old girl, and you know, we were talking about uh, the comment that he made um, with. Um, the the uh, proud and powerful with these guys look like they've been in cuffs before, right? It's like it's Jim Ross, so we know he he's not trying to say something wrong, but he's definitely saying something that is one hundred and ten percent okay 
during the Attitude Era with Jerry King Lawler sitting next to him. And it's just like, we're not there anymore. Yeah. I agree. And, and, and I feel like in, 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 in a bigger situation is we were at the show, so we weren't really privy to this, but I'm pretty sure we've all seen the kind of the blowback that happened at the AEW show in Chicago um, when, the, when the Blade, the Butcher, and the Bunny showed up. Um, apparently, uh, people were kind of going at Jim Ross at first because he didn't know who the Blade, the Butcher, and the Bunny were on commentary. Shit, but nobody it, <laughs> But here's the thing. Right, he wasn't alone. But it, it, it turns out that he wasn't supposed to. What oh. messed it up is that Excalibur acknowledged them as if he knew them. Uh. And Excalibur wasn't supposed to know. In storyline, they weren't supposed to know who they were. Correct. Just like the Dark Order shit? Uh, I think this was different. This was different. This was literally okay. scripted. This is literally scripted for them as who are these guys? Oh, okay. And Excalibur's like, it's the Blade, the Butcher, and the Bunny. And it's like, <laughs> Hey, you, bro, you must have missed the part where it was fucking uh, re- uh, rejected, huh? <laughs> Damn it. So this is, to me, this is the thing where producer Jim Ross would, would be able to correct it and fix this or, you know, not let this happen. But player coach Jim Ross, somebody being in that seat that has to be sharp and quick to kind of catch these things before it happened, that's not him. Not anymore. No, that's not him. Not anymore. There's so much knowledge and experience that you would get from a Jim Ross, and I'm pretty sure everybody that's back there, a part of the commentary team, appreciates the fact that he's there. And I believe that's the role for him. What? I, I don't need him on TV every week. Right. But and that's what? and that's that's one of the things that I was telling you guys. Who does better? Who does nostalgia better than wrestling? They think just right. because. Just because you have Jim Ross's name on there, yeah, you're going to get a bunch of people that are going to flock to it because, hey, we were all Jim Ross fans for years. But then you put his name on this. You don't think – I 100% believe that the, the role that they envisioned for him was exactly this because of the, the able to – the callback to those eras. And it's uh, – they're trying to set the same type of tone where it's a – uh, generational, you know, it's the whole shift and change with AEW and everything like that. You needed a voice like this, but yeah, this would have been cool 20 years ago. Now it's not the time, and I don't think you would have the same flock of people that would, I guess, uh, be interested in Jim Ross. Everybody, when I thought, when I heard Jim Ross was coming back, I knew it was for color commentary because that's what he does. The smarter person would have, like you, would have been, yeah, let's put him as a producer because he's got a wealth of knowledge to be able to train people in the back. Just yeah. someone like Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman exactly. is an immense exactly. talent behind the scenes. Somebody who can get your guys that are green, your Alex Marvezes, your Excaliburs, your uh, the other guy that we saw that, uh, that Wednesday night, but we had no idea who the hell he was. I uh, remember. But, oh, I mean, that guy—he was a contest winner. He was a contest, he was a contest winner. winner? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but these contest. are these are opportunities for them to develop their talent, so you don't have to go back to the well. Because the more that we see that these guys go back to the well, yo, you're, they're still talking like it was twenty years ago, off of the fame that they they attained years ago, and it's not 
it's not sound. It doesn't make any sense these days. And unfortunately, you're going to have these well, situations. But I don't think. Go ahead. You were going to say. I think the Jim Ross thing lends to. I wouldn't say a bigger problem because it's not. It's not a huge problem, but it is a problem. Wrestling needs new voices. Mm. Agreed. Um, and some people may not be ready for it, and frankly, I don't care. But it's evident that it needs new voices for the simple fact that Jim Ross and Jerry Kimmeler are still sitting in chairs. Um, and you know, up, until, uh, up until two weeks ago, so was Cornette. It's like, correct. These can't, these no, can't be the voices of your new generation, period. Correct. Um, that's why I, you know, I will give some other companies credit for, you know, trying new things in that regard, you know, not going to the well when they have people in the back, you know, they could put up there. Jim Ross belongs in gorilla right now. Yes. He could feed people, you know, like coach people up while they're commentating. I think that would be a great role for him, especially why, while Cody's playing this dual role of, you know, this, I don't even think Triple H is doing this right now where it's like you wrestle part of the show and then you go back to Gorilla. I, you know, I, I personally think that's mentally insane um, as it relates to, you know, trying to run a program. Um, but, you know, I feel Jim Ross would be better served that way. And, you know, just bring us some new voices um, to wrestling. Um, you know, I think that's, I mean, I, I didn't need Jerry Keenlauder to come back. I didn't need this here Cornette again. I, you know, um, you know, Jim Ross was cool, you know, from a, that nostalgia pop standpoint. But now it's getting to the point where it's like, okay. Yeah, the, 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 the thrill is gone. And even, yeah. with, even with Jerry King Lawler being back, at least he's not driving the show. You yeah. know what I mean? No, no, no. Like, that's, not the, role, that's not the role that they got him in where they asked, they got Jim Ross. They want Jim Ross to be Jim Ross. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. no, nah, that's, that's over. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think he'd be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it would be a hard ass, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to get him to, to step back and step into what I feel is his. His his better role, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's time. It's it's way overpassed to for him to to kind of pass the torch. And to me, it feels like if I'm Excalibur and I'm sitting next to Jim Ross every week, I'm nervous as hell, you know, because this yeah. is a guy that I look up to, you know, and and I kind of model my career after. It's like, and, and I have to. I'm under this pressure like every week to kind of go back and forth with Jim Ross. It's like I don't think Excalibur needs that either. Excalibur, Excalibur is has been a better commentator before AEW. Remind me where he was from. PWG. Um, PWG. He did some stuff from Ring of Honor before as well. Um, yeah, he was great. I mean, he's always been great. Yeah. To me, when it, when Excalibur when it, Excalibur signed on for AEW, I was I was pretty much. Almost pretty much equally exact, uh, excited about that, and I was I wasn't here about Jim Ross before I misunderstood what his role was actually going to be. Um, I think you know Excalibur was a good grab, but he he's yet to kind of live up to that potential for me because I've seen him do a better job, and I just he's got the wrong partner. Yeah. Well, the, the, the 
unfortunately, part of the reality is that's not going to change anytime soon. Right. Yeah. Nostalgia um, sells for these companies. And well, I mean, I mean, while we're here, you know, I touch, I want to touch lightly on this because I think this is a deeper topic for a different day. Mm-hmm. But I am slowly realizing, and I'm speaking, I hope you understand the words that I say. Wrestling just may not be for us in its design. Um, everything that I see and have seen over the last year, because we've gone to how many shows now this year? Shit. Sure. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, a lot. We, a, lot a good man. handful, you know, more than a handful, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I would dare somebody to argue that, that any of those crowds were diverse. It's, yeah, I, I, I see um, where you're with this. And, mm-hmm. I, when I look at the crowds that are on TV, um, and I look at the, when I look at the, you know, the Twitter sphere, your social media as it relates to the wrestling community. Oh, yeah. That's not very diverse either. So as a businessman, you know, I'm not the businessman. I'm just saying as a businessman in general, one tends to cater towards their customer. Mm-hmm. And frankly, we are nowhere close to that my, my majority customer. We don't fit their demographic. <laughs> um, which is why I would like to, you know, propose, you know, wrestling needs a shift in 2020. Wrestler needs... I say, with the aside, let's just put this question out there. Aside from Master P, how many, and I don't count Khan. No. How many minorities have our promoters and bookers out there? You maybe could think of, of two or three. You okay. think hard. And we can think about that. And we can also, let's guesstimate, right? That there's at least 50 to 75 promotions out there. Small or big. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we're talking about Florida culture, I, I'm believing to think we're looking at this the wrong way. Where we're expecting non-minority people who have non-minority fan bases to promote minority to promote wrestlers. diversity, basically. Correct. 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 It's the Where, same thing. It's, it's, it's just in the same vein expecting the NFL yep. to change mm-hmm. its stripes at this Correct. point with everything so, that's happened. What I want to be put out in the universe, and it can start with this podcast and we can discuss further as we go on. We need these cats who have the money and have been in the game for a while to come together and put together their own shows. Kind of like in the same way, I would say music labels, 
and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Gerard, where some people started breaking off and creating their own labels. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. yeah. And then promoting, you know, diversity through their level. And then once that money grew, then they were able, you know, there was more control in the game for minorities in that model. Um, I mean, I think we're definitely looking at a, I don't know if we're looking at an NFL type model. I like to compare it to baseball, actually. Mm-hmm. Because if you think back in the 90s, all right, this is the time period that I'm thinking of. Both baseball and wrestling, very, I would say more diverse than they ever been. Both sides. Where it comes to like black athletes, Hispanic athletes. Um, that's just when um, I'm just saying there's just a, a different mix, a whole mix of color when it comes to the players. You know, you had the nation of domination. You know, you, you had more black wrestlers. You had definitely had more black superstars in baseball. Somehow over the last 20 years, that has faded. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we definitely don't have black leadership in either. And that's why I, say I just compared to that, because I just remember growing up in the 90s, you know, we had our black, black baseball players we could look up to. We had our black wrestlers we could look up to. And somewhere over the last 20 years, that has just disappeared. Basketball, that is a consistent and to the point where, you know, they've grown. They've been able to grow that leadership, you know, towards executives and owners because well, all the players in the NBA are, you know, not all the players, but many of the players are NBA. Black, so they hold that power. Well, I mean, to enforce well, those kind of things. NFL, I don't think they have that kind of pull. NBA may be the players, but they still only have one black owner, if I'm not mistaken, and that's Jordan. Right? No, 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 no. I, I, but they have one black owner, but they have several black executives. Oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I'm just saying overall leadership. Yeah, I, I, they got some room to go when it comes to ownership. They do, um, mainly because of it's an approval process, and I'm. And based on some of the actions the NBA has taken, I would say the Donald Sterling as a perfect example where, mm-hmm. you know, they booted an owner based on things, you know, that, you know, were detrimental to the, you know, players that he had on his team. Um, I don't think that would never happen in NFL. Um, we know it wouldn't happen in wrestling. Um, and we have yet to see it in like baseball. Maybe Mark Shot is the closest person we can think of as it relates to baseball. Um, but I just think that we need, well, I won't say we, um, minority wrestlers need to stop asking non-minority owners and promoters for opportunities and start creating their own. I believe there's enough wrestlers and there's enough money collectively from those wrestlers. And even the legends... You know what I'm saying? Like the Mark, and I'm not calling them out, I'm just speaking names. You know, the Mark Henrys of the world, you know, the Booker T's of the world. Now, Booker T does have his own question, but again, I call him Black Hollywood, so I don't expect this from him. Um, and plus, uh, and on top of that, a lot of the, 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 the mindset of people in our community is kind of having their own versus coming together and putting something bigger together. So, yeah, that's that Black Hollywood thing where it's like, I need to get my bag, so I'll sacrifice your bag to get my bag. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need black people to overcome as long as I'm getting my bag. I don't need Hispanics to be looked at in a positive light as long as I'm getting my bag. You know, that's the mentality a lot of the wrestlers that we see, or in my opinion, in regards to the New Day, where they want to speak up, but may be not ready to give up what they have to do so. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Wouldn't it, couldn't you equate something like that to like uh, some of the more prominent NFL black players that have not been kind of uh, in support of the Kaepernick thing? They kind of avoid talking about it. When it comes to that, because it's kind of like, like you said, they're they're not ready to give up what they have. I say it's different only because I was gonna say the entire NFL, but go ahead. um, Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. I I say it's a different situation because NFL players can't go and start their own league tomorrow. I believe if you got twenty, I'd say twenty you know, minority wrestlers. They could put together shows. They may not be be like AEW or WWE shows, but it would be a start towards growth. There would be a seed. That would be a seed that could grow into something. There was a cause of action um, around about the time that um, ACH was having an issue with the T-shirt uh, I can't. It, it loses me right now the name of the promotion, but they are working to putting together yeah. an all black um, or all minority um, wrestling show during WrestleMania weekend in Tampa. Okay, might, yes. I, I'm going to track down that information um, so we can put that out there. Hopefully, going forward. You yeah, know, just, I'll, just, just, I'll, just, I'll just find that tweet because I, I do. I did see that like multiple times. Uh, give me, yeah. But that's the direction I feel wrestling needs to go um, in order for actual change to take place. And I I completely agree with you um, on that. Um, We've already seen um, a promotion that was born from what culture. Mm -hmm. Um, And even though like you two changed the rules so they can't have it anymore, it was already exposed that We the do live there. in a yeah. The model's there. We do live in a time where we we, you know, saying we can kind of create this this lane for ourselves now. It's a, it's a tougher lane. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the it's the ending lane. It's it's not like, you know, you're creating something with masters that are worth more than you know, mm-hmm. a contract. You know, it, it will be for peanuts, but like, um, it's something that'd be good going forward for right. the culture. It's really important for. I mean, the reasons why we initially started watching wrestling when we were young kids because we were seeing real life superheroes. Correct. You know, saying versus you know the ones in cartoons and comic books. Um, it's really in, in, in now where representation means so much more now than it ever has. Um, it's it's it's, it's going to be important going forward for you know saying for our kids to see things mm-hmm. that they can relate to. Um, on both sides, because if you have you know a whole bunch of kids who are not seeing themselves in wrestling, because let's be clear, wrestling is not really all that popular right now. 
as it was at, at certain times. You mentioned the nineties where, you know what I'm saying? That was pretty much the height of, of professional wrestling, um, uh, with, with the Monday night wars and everything that was going on. Um, we're, we're talking about the, we're talking about the industry that's been, has a lot of opportunity, but it's also being spread thin because the interest is not there anymore. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, exactly who the demographic is for these shows that they're putting out. If it's not us, then who, um, can't really say that it's kids either, you know, when you have like these angles with, you know, uh, Russo being a sex addict and all this, you know? Yeah. You can't keep an ACH, you know, saying happy in your promotion, um, you know, saying it's little there. And like the promotions that do have, you know, saying a, a lot more black um, entertainers under their belt, like, I'm, that's part of the reason why I'm so disappointed with uh, Ring of Honor right now. Uh, they seem to be a pretty mainstream uh, situation that employed a lot of minorities. Um, even right now, with Roosh being their champion, their champion, um, what's the guy Shane Shane Taylor Shane Taylor, who's their television champion, who's yep. already been exposed being on the list as being somebody they're not going to resign when his contract is up next month. Yep, you know, like this is this is the situation that we're in right now. But you're in perfect position to 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 forward that 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 narrative, you know? You're right. And then you have AEW who which, you know, Ray has rightfully called out on several occasions in terms of calling them on their diversity game. Um being the, the promotion that promised being something different than what we're used to. What is that? Look at look at what we saw Wednesday night for I'll say an uh, all brief moment. The newest wrestler making their first television debut checks the Charlotte Flair box. Speaking of, can if I I'm a breakaway for just one moment when it comes mm-hmm. to Charlotte Flair. Anybody see that she trademarked yes. her name this week? Yes. yes, I saw that, and there was a there was also wanna... she responded to on uh, Twitter that uh, I'll, I'll save for the next uh, for the next show that we can address as a as a trio. That's just very interesting. Let's just say that. Yeah. Well, she's smart, just like her father. I mean, why wouldn't you? Her last name is Flair, right? She's her, her, her and her boyfriend right did now. Huh? Yes, sir. Her and her boyfriend were trademarking. Oh, they did? He did as well? Yeah. Okay. Smart. I mean, hey, who's, who better to learn from than the sins of your father, unfortunately? With all the money problems he's had, might as well do it now so you're not sitting here as an 80 something year old man complaining about who's the man. True. So, I mean, it's smart. I kudos to her. They're they're young enough, they're smart enough. Hey. Got to learn from I mean, there are lessons both good and bad to learn from yesteryear and unfortunately sometimes they, they sometimes people are tone deaf when it comes to learning. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Sean, you're like you're absolutely right. That is the that has to be the move. We're in a situation where anybody who, any group of people who want to get together and do something are empowered to do so. There's really nothing that's holding you back at this point. And to uh, to uh, to quote back, uh, the event that is happening is Game Changer Wrestling. They are having a For the Culture show Thursday, April second, twenty twenty, at the Grand Ballroom of the Cuban Club in Tampa, Florida. Nice. That is the uh, For the Culture. It's going to be. 
pretty big show. There's a lot of wrestlers that have already responded to this that they will be in there. So and it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope to see. Um, Thursday, Thursday is all, always um, Wale's day for um, Wale Mania as well. So that's going to be the blackest day in WrestleMania this year. <laughs> but, you know, for like when we're talking about when it comes to, like, like we said, the, maybe we're not a part of the, uh, the consumer that they're trying to reach. If you go on ACH right now, if you go on his Instagram, he has blacked out three pictures. Okay. Uh, go, it's gogo underscore miles. And it's, uh, you start looking at some of the comments and just look, and this just furthers the conversation. Look at some of the profiles of people who have the shittiest things to say. Yeah. Like, like one person 23 minutes ago, I guess making Kofi champ was racist. But you look at it, you go to his profile. Oh my God. You've probably seen thousands of him in the same crowds on TV nightly. Exactly. It speaks to Sean's point. 48 seconds ago. Stop crying like a baby on Twitter. No one cares for you. Surprise, surprise. Come on. And it's, you're absolutely right. Sean, you excellent, excellent point. Because we just see it. And, and they continue to, I can see why somebody on social media, especially like ACH is sitting here just like, why the fuck am I on something like this? It's hard to promote your brand as an independent contractor when you got to deal with this shit in this day and time. And that's, and that's what I would want at the end of the day if Fist McMahon would just have a moment of honesty. Because we know, like, the memoirs are coming. There's going to be a book. You know what I'm saying? There was talks of a movie. Jesus. But him to, to, to him to just be honest and be like, you know what? Yeah. During this time, when we were in this part of the country, yeah, we couldn't have somebody, like, Black be a champion because that would have been great for business, you know? <laughs> like while we're going through like Idaho or something, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> or or anything, you know, any any one of the states that continues to have uh Confederate flag issues. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just that just speaks to the like we said, ignorance doesn't have to hide anymore. There's no veil, there's no secrecy, there's no it's out in the open like this, and it's just it's just puts a damper on everything. And, yeah, just, yeah, man. and that's 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 why for the culture needs to be louder than that. Yeah, that's why it's great that we doing the Watchmen Wrestling podcast. Yeah, giving a voice to those that don't have a voice. <clears throat> exactly. Ready to close? Yeah. All right. Let's get to some happy stuff. What are we watching this week? Uh, being the inner circle. That is yeah, because I, I went back and watched that last episode. That shit was fucking gold. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> that was that was gold. I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> being the inner circle, being a playoff of being the elite on YouTube channel, um, following the inner circle, um, uh, Chris Jericho and his cronies <laughs> doing True. what they do. And I mean, you you give Chris Jericho just an open mic and an open platform to say do what he <laughs> wants. You're going to get something out. You're going to get comedy gold. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna get paid. Um, I think the champagne is sold out. Mm. If you didn't get a little bit of the bubbly, and he, he <laughs> dog. Dog. The grapes it's from the gone. finest part of the earth, according to him on that Wednesday night. 
in Hawkeye State. <laughs> Grabbed the best bracelet from around the world and made it into a little bit of a bubbly. Quite honestly, I got a little bit of bubbly today, and it would have been nice to. <laughs> wow. you, you, you needed those grapes from the palm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so definitely check that out, and also uh, in in WA into the fire pay per views this weekend. Oh yeah, indeed. It, it's a it's a packed weekend, man. It is. Actually. You got um, you got that. You got Warrior Wrestling. Is TLC also Sunday? No, it's next Sunday. Are you sure? I don't know. I don't. Pay, I don't watch the shit as much as you do. <laughs> we can't be sure. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like he's gonna say straight up, like, no, it's not. No, I'm not sure. I, no, because no, because I remember. I mean, you see those graphics on the back of the ring where it's like two weeks away from TLC. I mean, yeah, it, it is this weekend. It's Sunday. TLC. Yeah. This yeah, and they have like two matches announced. So wow. Uh, I know they got the. <laughs> I know they got the the hardcore album match between. Uh, Roman. Actually, yeah, this is like the, the last big weekend of 2019 because you got Final Battle, you got Into the F- Fire, is it? Mm-hmm. You got the Warrior Wrestling down south. You got um, Freelance will be this Friday as well. Was this the and, Warrior uh, Wrestling with Osprey's going to be it? See. Yep. Damn it. I, 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 I have officially tapped out of that. Yeah, no, I mean, I tapped out. I never really was interested, but it was cool to go back and yeah. forth with Warrior Wrestling. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> were, they, were they not outside? Yeah. Handing yeah, out were. those flyers with... They committed to the game. They committed three. to the game. Yeah, I... You know what? That's... that's that's. I should have gotten some respect from me, but I still didn't buy a ticket. <laughs> and I just want to give props. It's not even my wrestler of the week. It's my little stupid moment of wrestling of the week. Ooh. And that is the Britt Baker challenge. Oh, God. <laughs> that made me laugh. I'm sorry, man. That made wow. me laugh all night Wednesday. I didn't even watch the show. I'm not going to lie. I didn't watch the show. And all of a sudden, it was Britt Baker challenge. It's like, I got to see this. And who's the first picture that popped up? Adam Cole. And I was Adam like, hey, That man. was funny. <laughs> that was funny. So that whole thing was well done. It's funny, it's stupid, but it's it entertained me on a yeah. week where I needed to be entertained. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't watch much. I mean, I watched a little bit. I didn't watch SmackDown for sure. I actually forgot it was on. Uh, I watched a little bit of Raw, but I mean, it just has nothing's really captivated my attention. Where it's like, okay, I need. To- Need to watch this. I I'm, I think I'm focusing more on the social media, and I think that's why I'm such a grunt. Well, it, and it's the holidays, you know. We got yeah, we have families. We got other things, you know. Prayers go out to Mr. Rod. We'll be on a plane on Thursday. Oof. You know, um, you know. Hey, it's that time of year. Getting ready to yes. wrap it up. Um, <laughs> you should always no. We don't need to wrap it up at this point in our lives. But pause. <laughs> <laughs> For some of us, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, but uh, at this point, you know, it's always a pleasure. Um, yeah, big weekend, you know, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Yeah, probably I'll too much. Uh, I'll be in a whole time room, <laughs> so I'll probably actually get a chance to watch SmackDown. Yay! <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> actually, this would be a good weekend for you, Mr. Rod. 
to take advantage of that free, I think it's like a 20-day trial for um, I inter- Indie Wrestling TV and just yeah. watch Freelance Rock right. Live. I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, just do that. <laughs> That'd probably be a better move. I'll do that instead of watching, uh, instead of watching uh, we're called SmackDown so I can see more dog food being posted on the, the big dog. <laughs> instead of well no instead of another indie wrestler like we just saw with the the gentleman from freelance wrestling get his uh his flowers on against cody rhodes we saw another indie wrestler go against uh lacey evans only for them to be interrupted by the dog food bullshit because they didn't have enough time to fit that segment so yeah no i'll, I'll go ahead and do that 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 free, <laughs> that free trial <laughs> gentlemen all right, Gerard. Let's wrap this up. One one more thing before I uh, I sign off. I uh, just want to give a shout out to my friend Eric. Um, you guys know Eric or met Eric, um, the guy who works with Freelance Wrestling. Yeah, and does all the setups for like all the shows at um at Logan Square Theater. He actually rode up to Wisconsin and wrestled in his first match. Hey, congratulations! Great. So oh. congratulations. He's he's super excited about it, and he really. That is kind of solidifies for him. This is what he wants to do. He's on the right path. And, he, you know, he, he put a nice post out on his Instagram about it. He dedicated it to his grandfather, who, if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't be interested in professional wrestling in the first place. Um, of course, he's not with us anymore. I think he left us last November. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely doing it for the right reasons, and he's having fun. So, shout out to my boy, Eric. You're going to be a success. We got your back. So does that mean he's already out of price to uh, be a guest on our show? Absolutely. He's already yeah. out of price himself. He's out of price? All right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now is. that he's an official wrestler. Well, no, I take right. it back because we did see some wrestlers eating. We saw Ciampa eating a fucking uh, a 99-cent McChicken sandwich. So I don't think he's above <laughs> being bribed with a chicken sandwich. Or, uh, we going to give you two bite. chicken sandwiches. Yeah, we'll get you two, bro. <laughs> I still owe uh, Drew Gulak a 10-piece nugget when he comes back to Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, um, we're going to sign off here. Just remember that this podcast is always, always for the culture. Remember that your attention is currency. You vote with your dollars. And even even if you are a mark, make sure you leave a positive mark on this life, not on Twitter, in life. In life. Good night, everybody. Good night.